0: I'm Demi, and I'm Bailey, and welcome or welcome back to Two Peas in a Pod. Even though it's no shave November, if you want to break it or you want your man to break it, check out Manscaped. Support for Two Peas in a Pod is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best for below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family of jewels. The performance package Help him join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 2 P's at manscaped.com. Their Crop Preserver Ball
1: Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Turner is the hygiene routine he needs for his balls to smell fresh and clean all day long. It's like your skincare routine, but for his goodies down there. Taking the time to take care of your down there can be hard sometimes but Manscaped makes it a lot easier with the Lawn Mower 4.0. It's waterproof with a 4,000 LED spotlight and advanced skin-safe technology to reduce grooming accidents like the one Sierra had while shaving her eyebrows. Um, If she would have used Manscaped, there would have never been an eyebrow gate
0: to begin with. If you have a man that has facial hair, they also have a complete beard maintenance kit that includes the Beard Hedger, Beard shampoo and conditioner, beard oil, and beard balm to keep that face of theirs all groomed up. It's time to take care of not just the men in your life, but everyone, a.k.a. Sierra. So go to Manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code 2PEAS. That's the number 2, P-E-A-S in all caps. Another thanks to Manscaped for supporting 2P's in a pod. Back to you, Bailey. So, we're
1: currently recording this on November 16th, 2023. And if nobody knows that date, let me just refresh your memory. Basically, Zach and Cody's reservation at that Italian restaurant
0: is for today. Their table is ready. I'm ready to eat, and they better be sent at that table.
1: All I have to say is if it took that long to get the reservation, that food better be delectable. Like, they better be making that chicken alfredo in a whole Parmesan wheel that's been aged for 3,000 years.
0: And it better be hot, too. It better not be sitting under no lamp. (laughs) Yeah, fresh off off the stove. And London better be buying their meal since they had to wait 15 years.
1: You know, I actually saw that um, Dylan Sprouts had an interview whenever he was young after they had finished Sweet Life on Deck. Him and Cody were wanting to come back as directors of, like, basically a spinoff and go back to the hotel where they were basically going to kind of show another, like, young boy around and, like, how they did things and what they did and whatever. And then this show was going to be about this young boy where um, Zach had been, like, an owner of a car, like, a used car dealership or something like that. And then Cody had gone off to college. Um, And then London Tipton's dad actually went bankrupt And, like, a whole different thing. So the reason that made me think of that is because you said London better be paying for everything. London ain't got no money anymore because her dad is bankrupt.
0: We have the same for you, Paige, because I was going to bring that up, too. And I wish they would have done that because he said in the interview, like, he had this idea. And then after that, they could have taken it anywhere. They just wanted it to help them in college. And I really don't know why. They didn't do it. And I don't know. I Maybe they will.
1: I think it's just because they wanted to be like more of a director role in that. And Disney said no and turned them down because Disney is a control freak and wants to be like the person to make all the
0: moves. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, they just didn't want the boys to have something and then it lead to bigger things they wanted them to stay with disney in reality they were just getting older and wanted to do their own thing so yeah i don't know and from the sounds of it which one is the one that played cody uh cole sprouts from the sounds of it he isn't the best yeah I've heard that too. But Dylan you know, through the grape deserves family. all the love.
1: Yeah. He has his own little like mead place where he makes mead. Like he's the CEO of a mead company and I want to try it so bad, but I don't think I'd like mead. Cause isn't it like, a instead of a wine being made out of grapes, it's like a wine that's made out of something else. I think it's more of like a malt beverage. I think now don't, Don't catch me lying, because I'm not 100% sure. Let me just Google it. Let me fact check it for myself real quick.
0: I don't even know what mead is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's basically like... Okay, mead is made by fermenting honey. So it's basically like wine, but with honey. Oh, that
0: might be good.
1: I feel like it might be good, but I also know... That, like, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, fermented stuff, like kombucha and that kind of thing. Not the biggest fan. But then again, wine is fermented,
0: isn't it? Yeah. And, like, honey's fermented, I think. No, it's not. I don't know. Don't catch me. Don't listen to anything we're (laughs) saying because we're probably 100% wrong. If it's made with honey, that's really sugary and that would give me the worst. Hangover Because at the ripe age of 24, I am out for three days after. Yeah.
1: The only thing is, like, the more
0: sugar your
1: alcoholic beverage has, the more it will affect you. And, like, the more hangover you have, like, the more headaches you get from it. That type of thing. And since it's made from honey, that's literally just, like, sugar and water that's fermented. So I'm like... Will it give me the runs? Will it not? Who knows?
0: I don't know. All I know is probably give me a hangover and thank you to 21-year-old Demi and younger that drank way too much way too often and now at the ripe age of 24 I have to be in a dark room in a very cold place three to seven business days after I decide to razzle dazzle. Speaking of Honey, you remember when it was a trend to, like, eat the honeycomb?
1: (laughs) Yes, because all that goes through my brain is that, like, TikTok of that guy, and he takes a bite out of it, and he goes, oh, so (laughs) honey. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. That's all that goes through my brain. Looked for forever, because I used to see, like, people, I don't even know what i even saw it on prior because this was prior to tiktok but i was seeing it everywhere and i wanted to do it so bad so i went to the mall and went to that candy shop and spent like twenty dollars on this little thing of honeycomb and i was so excited and i tried it and i was like this is not how they make it out to be in the videos this is not it (laughs) But now I want to try it again. So who knows? Well,
1: isn't, like, the actual honeycomb part, isn't that waxy? Yeah, and I don't think you're supposed to eat it. No, I think you're just supposed to, like, bite out, like bite it and then, like, suck all the honey off and then, like, take it out. But that's a lot of work just for some freaking honey.
0: Yeah, and it's not, like, I don't know. Because you, you remember, like, all those ASMR videos of, like, people eating, like... Ice cubes and oh, like whatever my... that was big.
1: That makes me cringe so hard. Anytime those pop up on anything, I'm like, get it away. Like I have a thing about people chewing. And this is one what... hey mom, if you're listening, I'm about to call you out. Um, one of the biggest pet peeves with my mother, and it's literally just my mother. I can eat around anyone else, but with my mom, I don't know if it's just the way that she chews it, the way she swallows it, or what. She could be eating literally paper, but I could hear all of like the squishy like like noises in her mouth even if her mouth is closed. It makes me go bonkers.
0: You have misophonia. Huh? You have misophonia. It's where you like if you hear Misophony, like someone yeah. chew or whatever. Misophonia. Misophonia.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: stop stop
1: (laughs) that's literally what it sounds like
0: misophonia I'm pretty sure that's what it's called
1: you don't have to keep saying it okay
0: (laughs) anyways I'm not saying the word anymore I'm just gonna say m you have m and that's where (laughs) okay that's where you can't stand people chewing. Like, you can't stand the sounds or whatever, and it just makes you cringe. But I don't really know if you have it. I just think that you have some deep-rooted issues with your mother.
1: (laughs) I mean, it could be. It just sticks out to me so much. She's also, and she knows she has this problem, so it's not me talking shit or anything. She talks with her mouth full all the time. Oh, I cannot stand
0: when people do that.
1: That one really gets me. Because, like, we'll be in... Like, we'll be chatting over dinner and all that kind of stuff. But, like, she'll be to a point where, like, food's flying out of her mouth. (laughs) And I'm just like, Mom,
0: get it together. Chill out. I have a sentence that I want you to say because I want to see if you can say it. And I don't know if it was just funny when I saw the TikTok video and other people can say it or what. But I died laughing and I was like, I'm going to make Bailey say this. Wonderful, I love this. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> no. A box of Miss, Bi- Miss. You can't even say it. I've never tried to say it out loud. Let me try it again, hang on. Just go slow with it. A box of... Mmm, <laughs> so good, yum yum. Like you say your turn. A box of mixed biscuits and a biscuit mixer. A box of mixed biscuits and a bi-
1: biscuit mixer. Hold on, let me try it again. A box of big. Hold on. <laughs> okay. A box of mixed biscuits in a biscuit mixer.
0: Yeah, and I try to say it regularly, like I'm talking to you right now. A box of mixed biscuits in a biscuit mixer. Okay. There you go.
1: That is a very like hard sentence to say because in my brain, my brain was going crazy whenever I was saying that. Let me just tell you. If they hooked me up to one of those like analysis things, you would have seen all the colors of the rainbow because I was trying so hard not to get it wrong.
0: Yeah, because when I said it, like it was like every thought that I had in my brain just jumbled up and it was blank for once in my life. Like, I didn't have 20 million things rumbling around. That's what I should do when I'm trying to go to sleep at night. Yeah. Instead of thinking about something what that I did sentence. in fifth grade.
1: And then say it, and then eventually,
0: after you say it 20 times, you'll go to sleep. Yeah. Instead of thinking about all the things. <laughs> okay. Now let's get into the other topics.
1: Okay. I actually have... An interest. Okay, before we get into the interesting stuff, I have to say, ha- did you see Snoop Dogg has stopped smoking weed? I did. Do you think that's real, or do you think that's just for, like, publicity stuff?
0: No, I think it's real, because um, he did quit smoking in the past, and then he started smoking it again. So, like, I don't know if he'll continue on, like, not smoke for the rest of his life. But, like, it's his decision and you know, if that's right if that's right for him, then go off King. Well,
1: the way that I found out about it was you know how on TikTok people will all we've talked about is freaking TikTok. But anyways, um people put that song that's like the day that music died. That's how I found out about it. And I it actually kinda made me want to cry a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm a no stoner. I don't just, like, spark a blunt like how other people do. But all of Snoop Dogg's stuff, like, that's literally what he's known for. It's in all of his songs. Like, any type of role he's ever had, like, that's his personality. And now it's just, like, stopped. Which, I mean, good for him. I mean, he wants to get off of it, stop smoking, whatever, whether it be for health benefits, whatever it is, go him. But I just think it's such a big cultural shift.
0: I think it's because he's trying to be the next Martha Stewart and he's focusing on his cooking career. And he can't (laughs) focus on cooking or if the food is really good or not. Because, you know, when you're intoxicated, everything tastes good.
1: He is Martha Stewart's bestie. I heard. Bestie. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> Through the grapevine. But yeah, now I mean, that we got personally. past that, I have a legitimate story to tell. Okay. Have you heard of the woman? Her name is Nancy Ng. Nancy what? Ing. Ng. Ng. It, it's spelt N G. But it's pronounced like "ing." Okay, no, I haven't, you haven't heard, heard about, about her? her. No. All right, let me tell you because I did some research. So, <coughs> let me clear my throat. Um, Nancy Ing, she was a twenty-year-old woman from California in mid-October. So, like, just this past month. She went on a yoga retreat to Guatemala. This place called Lake Adelan. I think I'm saying that right. If not, don't shoot me down. Um, Basically, she went on this yoga retreat because she had gone last year to this same retreat. She wanted to go back because she liked the area. It was really relaxing. Like, you know, a lot of times people go on these retreats and, like, find themselves whatever. Um, The yoga retreat was supposed to be from the 14th of October to the 20th of October. Nancy Ng was last seen in a video on October 19th. She was waving in a kayak on Lake Adelan, which was actually moments before she disappeared. And you can see the footage online. Like you can see her waving and all this kind of stuff. And that was literally moments before she went missing. And the very last time she was seen. So Nancy Ng is missing currently. It's still an ongoing thing. Um, basically, this retreat was with a group of people. And the group rented 10 kayaks. So later that day after everybody went kayaking, only eight returned back to the shore. Like as a group. The other two kayaks were actually seen going further out into the lake. And they were occupied by Nancy and one other American woman. So the owners of this kayak company had come out with a statement and have said that they heard a distressed call. What kind of distressed call that was, I have no idea. It just said that they heard a distressed call. And then moments later, they only saw the American woman who was out there with Nancy returning to the dock. And then she was being ushered in by the yoga instructor, who was the main person that was kind of like cooperating this whole retreat. But then after that, the entire group leaves without paying for the kayaks, without paying for the excursion, anything like that. And they leave the country the next morning within 8 to 12 hours after this all has happened. So this happened on the 19th, and they left on the 20th, which was actually a day earlier than what they were originally supposed to leave. Because the retreat originally ended on the 20th, and then they were going to return home on the 21st. But... They caught a flight and everything left on the 20th, right after all of this stuff started happening. Nancy wasn't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like nobody had called to say she was missing or anything until the 20th. The person who had called was the yoga instructor himself who called almost like the next day after she had already been missing. For over 24 hours. That basically means that the entire group. That was on this retreat. Changed their flights very last minute. And left the country without giving any type of statement. Or trying to look for Nancy. Or anything like that. Like something happened. Nobody really knows what happened. These weird happenings. Like after the fact. And then they all just left. Um, The entire group has also chosen. To not come forward and talk with police. And they never gave any type of witness statements and haven't been forthcoming with any information regarding anything that has happened. Um, It's also been stated that Nancy's room was completely ransacked after she had disappeared and before everyone flew out. Like everything basically has happened like really quickly. And it's all kind of just really jumbled and weird because like normally if somebody goes missing... Within a couple hours or, like, even if somebody was out there and saw what was happening, they would have came right back and been like, hey, this is what's happened. We got to figure out, like, how to help this person or, like, what to do or called the cops or something,
0: you know? Yeah. Were they all friends or was it just a group of people that were on an excursion?
1: Uh, That I actually don't know. I do know that, like, obviously Nancy went on it last year, so she knew the yoga instructor because this is her second year, I don't know the other people. They haven't like released any type of names or anything like that. Especially with the woman who was out there with Nancy, they haven't released her information. But it's said that Nancy's family does know who she is, and that they've went to her and like asked her for any information, and she's not willing to give anything. So nothing's actually been given to the public yet um it's all been kind of just like hush hush it's also in Guatemala so like whenever this type of thing happens and it's in a country that's not your home country things get really messy or things can get really messy with what I've seen in just like the like mystery category of things or like stories that I've heard or whatever um but it just is all really fishy. Also, the yoga instructor, he actually went by Yoga Eddie. So, like, his name is Eddie, but he goes by Yoga Eddie. Um, he had highlights on his profile of pictures and posts of the retreats. So, like, the yoga sessions and any other things that they had done. Well, he had a post where they were all eating breakfast. And it kind of looked really weird to me just seeing it like they were eating breakfast. They were at individual little tables and his post had said like, in the mornings, we all eat in silence and they were all facing like out towards the beach, but nobody was like facing each other. Nobody was like sitting near each other. They all just had individual little tables like a school room and were eating in silence. And it was just kind of weird to me. But I mean... Weird things happen on yoga retreats. Maybe they're finding themselves zen, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, But since then, all of these posts from this current year of this most recent retreat have all been deleted. So he had posted them all, whatever. And then I'm assuming because he had posted something the day before Nancy went missing And then just, like, last week, they were all still there. And then all of a sudden, everything's deleted. So if that doesn't scream, like, suspicious, then I don't know what else, like, could have been. But in regards to Nancy's actual disappearance, Guatemalan officials have searched or had searched the lake and also Nancy's hotel room, But they suspended the search after just three days because of finding no evidence, is what they had said. Um, And they also believe that Nancy drowned that day, even though there's no evidence that she had drowned. Like, there's no body. I don't know if the kayak's been found. Like, there's nothing been said regarding anything being found. Um, So... Her family has had to pay for a private company called Black Wolf Helicopters because of the lack of resources in Guatemala, and they're having to fund everything on their own to continue the search for Nancy. And the company of Black Wolf Helicopters has now searched 95% of the lake, which they've had to restart the search because a storm had hit, causing a halt in the investigation so once they had searched a majority of the lake, it, the storm hit, they had to go back and basically start from the ground up again. Um, but since then, the, F- the FBI is now investigating the disappearance of her, and her family has also hired a lawyer in Guatemala to investigate whether or not she actually drowned. And currently, this is an ongoing missing persons case. And the family has started a GoFundMe page to help in the search for Nancy since they are having to fund it themselves. Um, we can actually post the link of it. But I just think that's absolutely, absolutely wild. Because if she did drown, then wouldn't that be an obvious thing? Like, oh, she fell out of her kayak or
0: something like, you know? Yeah. You know what I think? What? I think they need to call Joe Kinda, John Walsh, and Dog the Bounty Hunter. And they need to get the little group, and they need to go, because Joe Kinda will find the truth, and he will hunt them down. And you know <laughs> Dog will, too. And you know John will. Yeah. They all will. I think mm-hmm. that... I don't think that they were friends like in the whole group because I feel like if they were friends, they would immediately be calling and freaking out over the whole thing. And they would be like, because if your friend goes missing, you're going to immediately call. I mean, personally, if it was anybody, I would be immediately calling, but I think they're not friends. And I think that something bad, like really happened. And, they're being hushed. Like, they're scared something bad is going to happen to them because I don't understand why they none of them would come forward. They're all keeping it all hush-hush, and I think that they're covering up evidence with ransacking her room, and it's just weird that they all left the country. And I don't know. That's just really scary and terrifying because every true com- crime case that I've listened to and I've listened to pretty much all that's out there because all I do is listen to true crime podcasts and podcasts. Um, if they're in a different country, they go unsolved. Yeah, which is terrible.
1: Well, like, just like the Natalie Holloway stuff, that happened years ago in Aruba. And just now they've cracked the case, like, 20-something years later. Like, that's
0: crazy. That's the one where she went on a school trip. Yes. And she met up with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just now like coming to the end of it. And it's just so heartbreaking. Thing is- Sorry. <laughs> What's the My thing,
1: thing is that. <laughs> Sorry. With Natalie Holloway, they knew who did it from the beginning. He's been questioned in and out. He's been on the run going from country to country. He's been in jail previously. Like, he has all of this record and stuff, and they're just now putting a stop to it? Or, like, getting the real answers, you know?
0: Like, that's just crazy. I hope that somebody cracks and tells the truth, because her family deserves deserves answers and deserves to find her and... She obviously deserves to be found, hopefully alive, but you know the statistics, even if she's not, she deserves to be found, and her family deserves peace, and she deserves peace as well, whether she's here or not, so we'll be praying for her family yeah. and hopefully but you know everything. she is
1: also in a foreign country, so who's to say like maybe her kayak tipped and then she like swam somewhere like maybe there like the lake the in the video it didn't look like there was any rapids it didn't look like it was like too crazy of anything and the fact that like this one person like there was a distress signal and then this girl came back without Nancy like if something were to have happened she's in a foreign country And she doesn't know the land. She probably might not speak the native language. So who's to say she's not in like a neighboring country or something else because she's trying to find her way around and she just like can't,
0: you know? Yeah, and I just think that the kayak company is probably trying to make it go away because they don't want the bad, they don't want, like, anything bad to happen. So I think that they're keeping it hush-hush. And maybe, like, I don't know, maybe they were all under some influence of something and they got out of it, but she didn't. And now they're keeping quiet because they're terrified. The kayak company has been the only
1: people in this whole thing, to actually come out, make a statement, give police information with what they know. So I don't think it's the kayak company. If anything, I think it's the, like, guy, the yoga guy, the yoga instructor,
0: that was the
1: main guy of this retreat. I feel like it could possibly be him.
0: That's what I meant by the yoga place, like, meaning him and... He could have threatened the girl and whatever because he knew her and he probably knew that she was coming back because she'd been there before. And it's just, I don't know, it's scary. And, like, now being grown, like, and hearing all the things that happened in other countries, it just, I don't know, terrifies me.
1: Well, and being a woman traveling by yourself to a foreign country, like, that takes balls. Yeah, Like, real freaking balls because i wouldn't feel comfortable traveling to a foreign country by myself even if i I had gone to a place before like if i had visited that place prior and i was like oh that place was nice like i want to go back i wouldn't travel by myself like i've been to mexico like cancun area but i wouldn't go travel there by myself
0: ever I don't even feel comfortable going to Walmart on my own. So I'm definitely not going to another country on my own. And when I did go to another country, I had multiple people with me. And that's the only reason why I made it back on said cruise ship. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just, it's terrifying. And it's, I don't know, that's heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. But it's ongoing. So there is still light at the end of the tunnel. It's only been a month. So there's a possibility we could still have a good ending to this. There the GoFundMe, we'll link the GoFundMe that way if you're feeling so generous as to try to help out or any way shape or form or even just like get it out there cuz I feel like I didn't know about this and this happened a month ago until just now. So I think just the more people who are talking about it and stuff, the more it'll get known and then if there's more media on it, more like people will push to try to get an actual answer,
0: you know. Yeah, because I hadn't heard a thing about it until you brought it to me. Yeah, but have you ever gone to Krispy Kreme? Was it crispy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes i love Krispy Kreme. oh i have another topic i wanted to talk about what not to delve into like the deep dark shit but have you watched take care of maya on netflix
0: no i haven't i think i did see a tiktok video about about it you need to You
1: have to watch that. It is like... It's very... I don't know how to explain it. Like... It puts things in a different perspective. And the fact that this is real shit that's going on... Is like mind-blowing. Because basically... I'll try to say what it's about without ruining it. Um... This girl has this very rare condition or disease. I don't know if it's a condition or a disease where um, she experiences a lot of pain and the only way to treat it is with, like, a lot of pain medication, like, more than the average. And um, this hospital thinks that her parents and her are a victim of Munchausen syndrome. Do you know what that is? Yeah. That's what Gypsy Rose had. Yes. Where, like, the parent tries to either self-medicate or whatever as a form of child abuse. And that's not what it is entirely. Like, in Maya's case, that's not what the situation is at all. Like... Hers is legitimate, and her parents are fighting and fighting to try to make sure she's getting the correct care because they know this disease of what she has, but it's not a very well-known disease, and so the hospital takes it upon themselves to report things to CPS, and at the end of the day, basically, it's a big court debacle. it's a big... Fight, and um, it's actually still going on to this day. Like they, they've still had different cases regarding Maya, and just the entire story is so crazy. It's very moving. It did make me cry in a couple different spots which isn't, like, an out-of-the-normal thing. But it's very touching. And it's very sad. But it's, like, these things that, like, people don't really know that's going on. And once Maya and her family tried to take it to court, there had been multiple different other families that had mentioned this one specific person at this hospital um, that had done the same thing with trying to get their children taken away from them because they were just wanting to make sure that their children were getting taken care of the correct way, but they reported to CPS. So some of these people actually did go to jail for like 15 years whenever they did nothing wrong at all, all because of this one person. It talks about a lot about like the system, like the hospital system, the judicial system, the uh, like CPS system type of thing. It's just very crazy. And now I'm scared to ever take my children to a hospital. I will definitely watch that. I, I don't want to ruin anything and I don't want to spoil it, but I, you'll have a very different perspective after you watch this documentary.
0: I'll watch it. Also, if you haven't watched, have you watched the Matt Rife Netflix documentary? I watched or some of it. I started
1: but... watching I started watching that after I watched Take Care of Maya because I was like, I need something lighthearted. What I watched because you had explained it to me before, like you didn't belly laugh, it didn't make you laugh out loud, but like some of it was kinda like funny, but it didn't it just wasn't like super funny, you know? Yeah. And that's
0: exactly how I feel. I finished watching the rest of it, and it was funny. I did, like, laugh to a few parts. I think that he's funny. This is not a hate Matt Rife podcast at all. I love him. I think he's funny. I always see stuff on TikTok and things. But I just think that anytime somebody has a Netflix special, I don't know if they have any sort of rules or whatever. It's just not as funny as the things that you see, like, at a show or in the flips that you see of their shows, it just doesn't hit the same. And that's with every Netflix comedy special that I've ever watched. And maybe that's just me. I don't know, but.
1: Well, I feel like Matt Reif, he is a comedian, but with specials and stuff that comedians do, they have bits and stuff that they try to stick with, a majority of it, because, Most of the time they film it in like big stadium crowds or something like that. And I feel like Matt Reif is more of a like comedy club, smaller venue comedian because he does a lot of crowd work. And it's really hard to do crowd work in big stadium settings. And I think his funniest stuff is whenever he does crowd work because he does it so good. And he's very witty and just like rolls right off the tongue. Like these things come to his mind really quickly. And I think that's what he's best at. So I think the special was just more bits. There wasn't very much, if any, like actually. What's the word I'm looking for? Crowd work. And
0: I think the crowd work is the funniest stuff. I did see him on BFFs where he was talking about um, most people think that he just does crowd work because of TikTok because that's what he posts. But he does have actual jokes or whatever, and they are funny. He just doesn't put that on TikTok because if somebody were to go to one of his shows, they would have already seen that on the Internet. And why put something out and then make somebody pay for something that they could see for free?
1: Yeah. Speaking of... Go ahead. What? No, you're good. Go ahead.
0: Speaking of the last BFS podcast, don't come for me, Dave Portnoy, or you can, I guess. I'm just not a fan of him at all listening to that podcast, and I do appreciate and like that Matt called him out on his shit from time to time because... Dave needs to be humbled.
1: Well, I think that's how you can tell, like, when a person is real and genuine compared to whenever a person is not real and genuine, which I don't think Dave Portnoy is necessarily real and genuine. I think he got his calling to fame or whatever you want to call it, his rise to fame, and now he thinks he's better than a lot of people. And, I mean, to each their own, whatever. I'm not hating on him. He's making money. He's a business owner. He's doing a lot of things. So good for him. His personality is just not somebody that I jive with. And I think with Matt calling him out and stuff, it shows how humble, or I don't want to say humble, but, like, how real Matt Rife is compared to some other influencers, you know? Who would have just, like, swept it under the rug or, like, laughed it off, blah, blah, blah. Like, Matt Rife called him
0: out. So. Yeah, he did also call out uh, Brianna as well. So I just, I don't know. I just like when people call people out if something makes them uncomfortable or whatever and they're not, like, pushing it on the rug or it comes out, you know, when there's, When everyone's shitting on that particular person, and be like, oh, yeah, one time he said this to me or she said this to me and I didn't like it. He just calls it out right then. And he also, Matt did say that anytime somebody like comes from him or whatever, like he replies and he can't help it. And that is so us-coded.
1: Like if somebody (laughs) said some shit, we'd be
0: like, "Uh uh-uh, hold on. Wait a minute.
1: Yeah. My big thing is, like, if anybody ever says anything about me, I, like, I actually ask, like, well, why do you say that? Like, what makes you think that? Like, because sometimes, like, some people don't really have reasonings as to why they feel a certain way about you, but sometimes they do. Like, it can be legitimate, but most of the time, if you call them out, like, well, why do you think that about me? Like, what makes you feel this way? And, like, if they're like, well, I don't know, just, like, whatever, you know, then that's how you know, like, they just hate you to hate you, I guess. But if they have, like, actual points, and, like, if I did actually do something, I'll be like, okay, look, I'm sorry that I did that. Like, I can own up to my actions. I can own up to whatever I've done. Like, people change, whatever. And if I did do something to hurt somebody, I actually, like, take ownership, and I'm like, look, I'm sorry. But if they deserved it, or if they did me wrong, and then I did them, like, whatever, then I'm gonna be like, look, it, it's not nice whenever you play that game, huh? You don't like it when I pull a U on you, huh? So don't come at me boohooing because I pulled a U on you. Shut your mouth, turn
0: around, walk away. You know? Yeah, and my thing is like, it doesn't really bother me if somebody doesn't like me or has something bad to say about me because look, I get it, okay? Yeah, I can be a lot and I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but what really like just gets on my nerves and what I have, like no patience and like what makes the lava come out of my head is (laughs) when somebody comes for somebody I love or care about, that's when I can't keep my mouth shut and that's when I'll razzle dazzle. And this is a thing that I think that a lot more people should understand and know. I'm healing. I'm not healed. I am my father's daughter and I can and will show ya. She's buried, she's getting buried, but she still pops out every now and again. I know that I hooked around and I fell in love and I became soft, but listen, old Demi can pop and she can razzle and she can dazzle and she will.
1: Yeah, exactly. I grew up arguing, fighting, throwing hands with a grown man. I'm not afraid to do it again, you know? Period. Like, listen, I've healed. Or, no, 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 no. let me. I'm healing,
0: okay? Mm-hmm.
1: We're in a lot better place than we have ever been, okay? We're grown. We're adults. We can act like it. But I can still say what I say. Bitch, I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. Or whatever Doja Cat
0: said. okay. The Bible says to forgive 70, 70 times 7. So you best believe on 491, I'm swinging. And I'm not one of those people that sees a joke or hears a joke and then posts it on whatever platform and claiming it as my own. I did see that on TikTok. It just resonated deeply because I will forgive and I will let things slide. But eventually, I. Yeah. I think that's the thing about us is we'll forgive, but we won't forget. I try really hard not to keep score about things in my mind. It's just really hard. And I just, like, I'll just take one thing and I'll shove it down. And then more will come, more will come, more will come. And I am trying to get out of this phase in my life. But how God built me is how God built me. And if you piss me off (laughs) or you hurt my feelings rub me the wrong way, anything, I fully cannot get over it until I'm screaming and yelling in your face and swing it. I will say, I don't like
1: the yelling and like, in arguments or anything. I don't like it, I won't do it. It takes a lot for me to get to the point where I am like yelling, screaming mad. Just because I did grow up in an environment where that was literally the only way to ever do anything And anytime that situation or scenario pops up, it takes me right back to that place. And I was in such a bad place, such a bad headspace, and, like, thought so poorly of everything and myself that I try to avoid anything regarding that. So, like, if there's any type of confrontation or hard topics, hard conversations, whatever, like, I can manage keeping a level head And being an adult, um, being mature about things. But, like, if something were to pop off and yelling and screaming starts happening, that's whenever, like, bam. It's not a good thing. And it takes a lot,
0: a lot for me to get there. See, I went the opposite direction. I, like, I I, if somebody starts, has a tone or starts... Screaming or yelling or anything, or I feel like my point's not coming across, I scream and I yell and I like go crazy, as people call it, because I feel like I'm not being heard. I feel like people don't listen to me until I'm screaming and yelling and whatever. And this is another reason why I need to go to therapy, but we're working on it, you know? Yeah. But that's
1: okay because, I mean, everyone handles their own things their own way, nobody's perfect. You know, everybody has shit that they've gone through. And if you think about it, like, we'll put our age range out there. Like, mid-twenties, and that's terrible to say, and I absolutely fucking hate saying that. Mid?
0: Not mid. Early to mid-twenties. Mid, my ass. You know what? My brother called me 30 the other day, and I was like, hold the fuck
1: on. 30? I am not 20. fucking 30. He said, 24, you're basically 30. And I was like, Excuse me? No. But, anyways,
0: what no. I was saying
1: <laughs> is our age range, we're more adult. We've all had shit that we've gone through. We've got baggage. We've got whatever. Everybody handles that stuff differently. So, like, how you are now. I think getting older, you can start recognizing that like specific things that you do is because of certain things that have happened either in your childhood or in previous relationships or growing up or whatever. Like, oh, I act like this because this is what I've known type of thing. Or I act like this or I behave like this. I react like this because I've gone through this previous type of situation And I think getting older, it's a lot easier to kind of, like, decipher those things and be able to work on it and improve. And that's okay. Like, that's a normal thing. Just because you have these things that you do doesn't make you a bad person. But if you can decipher that, yeah, I am doing these things and, like, this is why I'm doing these things, then that's the very first push that you... Like, that's the first step at resolving these things and healing from it and growing from it and being the best version of you that you possibly can. And that's okay. Because we're just in our fucking early to mid-20s. Heavy on
0: the early. And we're still
1: figuring shit out. Heavy on the early.
0: (laughs) We're just figuring it out. And that's fine. To sum up... Like how I feel because we both have come a long way, and like, yeah, we're not in therapy, but we have done the healing, we've done the crying, we've done the work ourselves, and we have come a long way. I saw something that said, What happened to you is not your fault, but healing from it is. And that's so true. That's very true. So true. And everyone, not only. Not everyone, mostly just yourself, deserves to have the best version of yourself. You deserve that, but also everyone around you deserves it. And life is way too short to just be angry and miserable and just upset all the time. But anyways, that's the end of our TED Talk for that. I do have something (laughs) I've been dying to talk to you about. It just hasn't came up in the past couple weeks. Lord, this is from a couple weeks ago? Yeah, because every time I think to talk about it, I always think about it, like, after the pod or whatever. And this is the introduction to Book Talk. Or Book Pod. Book Pod. Book Pod. (laughs) Bailey came to me some months ago and said that I needed to read A Thousand Boy Kisses. And as she was reading it, she was giving me updates FaceTime calls, Snapchat videos of her absolutely on the floor sobbing and just going through it. And she's like, you have to. It's going to shatter you. It's going to break your heart. But you have to read it. And I knew it would be good. And don't get me wrong. I love to get my heart broke. Maybe. <laughs> Lincoln, if you're listening, no, I don't. Um <laughs> But I just, you know, didn't read it for a couple months because I was just putting it off, and I did. And if you haven't listened, I listen to audiobooks, but if you haven't read or listened to A Thousand Boy Kisses, go and do it because it is such a good book. Yes, you're going to cry. I was ugly crying, boohooing, wailing within, like, less than the first 20 minutes of the book. But it's so beautiful, and it, like... I don't know. It's just so. Yeah. It's beautiful and heartwarming. And the ending is good. And it. Everything is just so good. And I love it. Yes. But. Yes. I do have some beef. Because before I got to the end of it, I almost couldn't finish it. Because I was like, this is honestly so sad. And if it doesn't end the way that I needed to end or wanted to end I don't know if I can handle it and it didn't end how I thought it would end at all but I'm okay with it because I have to be but I'm just Mm -hmm. upset about that
1: I will say that A Thousand Boy Kisses is a book that once like You'll never feel the same way that you did as reading it for the first time because everything is like real time. The author of the book wrote it really well and it's very descriptive as like you're there because like I don't know how other people read books but in with me the way that I read books is the scenes play out in my brain and the way that it is written, the scenes were so perfect in my brain. And it's just like, it's hard to put into words because it's a very like romantic book. If you love love, you'll love it. But it also leaves you shattered completely shattered so
0: but I feel like it'll change your perspective because honestly it changed my perspective and how I've seen certain things and to give you a little background about the book it's about a boy and a girl and they are best friends and they become lovers and it's about their journey and it's just so heartwarming but shattering and I don't know I just love love so if you love love and you enjoy having your heart shattered go give it a listen and if you have any other things like any books that you know that I should listen to please tell because I have nothing to listen to
1: okay this leads me to another topic so you know you're gonna think that this is completely off topic, but where I'm going is on brand with the whole TikTok, book talk, book pod, whatever. You know how um, they canceled "Baby It's Cold Outside" last year, like the song. Yeah, yeah, because it was like rapey, and it just seemed like whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Well, my thing is. If you're on the book talk that I'm on and the specific certain books that I've heard about slash read some of, that song is the least rapey possible. Because like the book talk books, now this may be rated R. So if you have children around, stop listening, come back later. If you are underneath the age of 18, please leave. (laughs) But um, the book talk books, there's scenes where, like, a guy inserts a gun and, like, does things with that. All of the book talk books is about, like, enemies to lovers type of thing. So... To set the scene. Things are really aggressive. Um, it's very. It's smut. Exactly. And if you don't know what smut is. It's literally porn in a book. And most of the time. It's not. Sensual. Very like. Some of it is romantic. Don't get me wrong. But most of the time. It's literally just like. A big burly guy. Taking charge. It's Christian Grey. Yeah. Like, get on your knees type of, like, whatever. So my question is, how are you going to cancel a classic Christmas song that is literally talking about, like, oh, it's cold outside. Oh, well, you can just stay here. You know? Like, how are you going to cancel that? And then all of these books are coming out with all this different crazy talk. You know what I'm trying to say?
0: I don't know. It's all your point of view. Everyone wants to cancel everything. Everyone gets upset about everything. Nothing's right. Nothing's okay. So I just say and do as I've always said and done. And if I'm not your cup of tea, that's okay. Drink some lemonade. I'm going to still listen to Baby It's Cold Outside. I'm not, because I don't enjoy Christmas music.
1: We've been on that.
0: (laughs) We do, and I will apologize for the last episode. The audio wasn't that great. It's going to be better. It's going to get better. We're trying.
1: Yes. We're actually trying a different type of thing this go-around. So if you think the audio sounds better in this one than it did last time, please let us know, because both of us cannot stand listening to our voices. So we only listen to this podcast for like a very short amount of time. And we don't get like the full run through. If the audio is better, leave us a good rating, leave us a message, whatever it may be. If, you, if it's shittier, just bear with us because it'll get better. Promise.
0: Also, below, please let us know. We're going to do a giveaway, one for the men and one for the women. Please put some things that you would like to see in the giveaway items, the men and the women, so we know what to put in them. If you don't, you're just going to get what you get. But that will be coming up. The details will be coming up for that in the next episode. We have a bunch of exciting things coming up for December. I hate To be like, oh, we have all these things and we can't tell you, but we do. So please stay tuned because we love it and we know that you will love it. If you love us, you'll love it. And clearly you do because you're here. Exactly.
1: And we appreciate it. We love that you're here. We love the feedback that we have gotten from people. And we literally just started this just for shits and gigs because we get bored sometimes. And it's just for fun. And if you guys can be involved in all of the fun and you enjoy it as well,
0: then we love that. We're just two best friends that talk way too much and put it out. And clearly a lot of people love it. And we never dreamed that so many people would actually enjoy it and actually listen. And you do. And we're forever grateful for that. we Um, We love you
1: so much we're so happy that you're here and we hope that you stick around for the ride because we just want to make friends with you (laughs) honestly it's a friendship and we appreciate you
0: we're just a group of besties over here so please drop down below what you want for the giveaway your thoughts your opinions on anything everything whatever you want to put just put it there let us know as always we love ya love ya bye